This is Heart of a Lion, the official podcast of UNA Athletics. Suzuki crosses the timeline with two half-court heave on the way. She hit it. Gains the trigger. Bounces left to the 15 outside to the 10. Cuts up to the 5 for the pylon. Dives. Touchdown, North Alabama. Parker triggers his second rushing score of the ball game. Susie, his shot fake, drives in. Runner on the way. Trickles in. Counted in one for Will Susie. Drive towards center. This ball's way out of here. Two-run home run, Georgia land. Welcome back into another episode of Heart of a Lion, brought to you by Club Tales, the official cocktail in a can. I'm Benjamin Ray, back with you. Continuing our conversations with all the great new UNA football coaches, and next up, we're chatting with offensive coordinator slash tight ends coach Kevin Wewers, hired to UNA staff back in December after spending last season as an offensive analyst down at Florida Atlantic. Coach Wewers, thank you for joining us here. Thank you so much for having me. Blessed to be here. All right, now you've been with Coach Dearman on stops at Arkansas Tech, Bethel, Kansas, as well as FAU that we just mentioned. We'll jump into all of that. But how's it been for you settling into life here at UNA in the Shoals area? Oh, it's been blat- It's been great. Uh, just a you know blessing. You know, never thought I'd be here. Tr- you know, really feel like I'm living the dream. One thing that stands out is, is we look at your resume and we talk about this is you've been with Coach Deerman for some time now. And I want to start off just getting some insight from you on Coach. You know, first of all, was it a no-brainer for you to come from FAU to up here in Florence? Oh, yeah. You know, I just, you know, staying with Coach Deerman. He's as good of a man as I've ever met in this business and just want to stay with him. What makes him such a special coach? Um, you know, I just you – know, when we first started Arkansas Tech together, really saw, you know, this man really cares about his coaches. He cares about kids. Um, and wants the best for them. And I just told myself I want to stay in this business. I, you know, I don't know that I was ever chasing money, but I wanted to work with good people that saw the game and saw its purpose the same way as I did, and he sure does. And so um, that's why I've stayed with him for so long. I know for the last month or so it's really been a whirlwind for you guys. And some of you guys, I see your closets in the back of your trucks. I, I know it, it's been a whirlwind moving, getting your families up here and stuff. But has there been some benefit to kind of just one-on-one time as coaches, just you guys up here right now as you guys build this chemistry? It really is. You know, it feels like a fraternity. You know, we're just hanging out with the guys. And, um, you know, we, we talk football all day. And we go home and we're still together. And so, you know, we're always talking. We're always uh, being innovative and uh, talking about what we want to do and how we want to build this thing. And, you know, the vision is, is really coming together. As we know, some of you guys have some past connections with, with some previous stops. Has it been pretty cool getting the gang back together? It has. It has. It's been special. You know, I think anytime you take a job, and it, it's a little bit of a traveling man's business, but, you know, you always, you know, you leave a job and you take a different job and you hope, man, I, I hope I get to work with those guys again at some point in my career. And um, it, it's really come true here. And so it's a blessing. You, you mentioned with Coach uh, Deerman, you know, he established that trust, his love with his coaches. I know he does the same with his players. And what are the things he does to build those relationships with these young men? Uh, you know, just, um, you know, be a mentor to him. I think, you know, he's got an open-door policy, um, really, um, you know, leads and embodies everything that he wants and, you know, gives that example for them. So uh, I think he, you know, guys can relate to him really easy. Um, you know, he's got a great story and, in his life, he was the son of a football coach, and, you know, I think he understands the purpose of this game, and so I think that people are naturally drawn to him. He's a little bit of a natural leader, and, and people naturally look to him, and so um, he's, he's a great fit for UNA football. As you guys have coaches have talked about what this program will look like, give us some perspective on the offensive side of the football. You know, what are the intangibles, the pillars that you guys want to build this program on? Yeah, well, it, it's, it's you know, it starts with being uh, tough. You know, we want to have some tough football players out there. Obviously, the second thing being we want to be fast. We want tempo. Um, you know, we want to be the fastest team in the country. 
um, for four quarters and then some. Uh, we want to, you know, finish everything we start. Uh, it's all about how we finish. We want to have great execution. Uh, we want to, you know, be explosive, you know, and I think that, you know, you look, there's a strong correlation between explosive plays in a game and wins. And so, um, that really, you know, those are things that we're really trying to embody and really trying to bring out. Speaking of tough, you guys have been going about two, three weeks now on these early morning practices, and I hope people have seen the social media videos. It looks like just one tough competition, competition, guys just getting after it, weight room, mat room. How fun has this been so far? It, it's It's been a, a blessing, and this guy's been fun, you know, especially being an analyst for the last few years where there's very limited coaching, just getting to be able to be back out there and be around the kids. And uh, remember why we truly got in this game, you know, just to really make an Im you know an impact on young men's lives. Uh, it's, it's been fun. What have been the first impressions of, of this team? Um, very talented, you know, very hungry um, guys that are that are they really want to you know really want to do things the right way. They want to earn everything they get, um, and so it, it makes coming to work fun. Certainly does. Now we'll take a break from some UNA talk and let's circle back kind of around to that in a little bit. Let's talk about you, your upbringing, life, where all it has taken you. You grew up in Arkansas, Scranton, Arkansas. What yes, was your sir. introduction to sports? So, you know, I, like everybody, I was in Boys and Girls Club and uh, playing, you know, uh, baseball when I was a kid and then ended up, you know, first time got to play football, fell in love with it. And that was my sport from there on. Uh, was not, you know, you know, not always the greatest player, but, I, you know, it taught me a lot taught me a lot uh, just about being a team you know being part of a team and so um you know played played in high school and uh was you know was not blessed with a whole lot of ability but went to arkansas tech university on really on an academic scholarship but was always around football and um you know there was no doubt when i graduated what i wanted to do i wanted to get, get into teaching and coaching and so i started as a high school football coach in the state of arkansas and uh you know did that for a few years and then was blessed to be hired by Raymond Monica at uh, Arkansas Tech University and um, you know I think you know I think that was a, a blessing for me because he really took time to show me the ins and outs of football and how to be a good coach and what it's really about and so I you know I, I give him a lot of credit and I probably should give him more because he really changed my life and he was a good mentor for me and uh, I tell him every time I talk to him I'm, I'm thankful for everything he's done for me because I truly would not be where I am today without him and really without Coach Dearman. And so, um, you know, I'm just – hopefully I can do that for somebody in my career. Arkansas Tech takes us back to the Gulf South Conference days, the Wonder Boys. Did you have any early impressions of UNA from, from back, I, back when you were in I, school? I sure do. I was at Arkansas Tech University on a Saturday, and North Alabama came over to play football, and uh, it was not a good day for the Wonder Boys. <laughs> they, uh, they got whooped by the Lions. But, I, you know, I saw that day uh, – a, uh, a team from North Alabama that, you know, that took a lot of pride in what they did and a fan base that really cared about their football. And so it made coming here, you know, very easy. I knew I knew the expectations here and I knew about this fan base and I knew that they cared about football and sports in general. And so I was fired up. What a small world uh, watching you and A playing that day. Now here you are coaching at the University of North Alabama. Let's talk about Raymond Monica. Of course, he was on the national championship teams at UNA as a head coach. Did, did he talk much about the glory days over here? He did. He did. And that, like I said, that's you know, it was part of it, letting me know that you know how much they cared. And you know, I think you know when you meet him and knowing, getting to know him, he takes a lot of pride in that era. And uh, great group of people that did a very uncommon goal. And um, you know, it should be always noted and always respected. And uh, just, you know, taught me a lot, uh, you know, about how great this place is and how great it can truly be. Now, throughout your coaching career, you've coached on both sides of the football, right? I sure have. T take us through some of those assignments and roles that you've had. So, you know, I, I started out at Arkansas Tech, realized coaching um, tight ends my first year. 
and uh you know we got through the first year and really had an opening and you know I don't know what it was but coach Monica came up to me and said hey I, I think you would do a great job and you would be great fit on defense you know what, what what do you think about that and I said ah coach you know I just I don't know I don't know you know I just I've always seen myself kind of on the offense and he said well just think about it and you know thought about it for a couple of days and went back and I said you know coach you know you know what's best for me if you trust me to do it and you think it's best for me then I'm going to do it and uh took me under his wing and really learned a lot of defense from a lot of those guys uh when I was there and then we ended up hiring coach Deerman and so coach Monica ended up asking me if I'd go back to offense and coach running backs and said sure you know it's just kind of kept the same process but I would always sneak away after our meetings go back to the defense and so that kind of led to a lot of my defensive background and so when coach Deerman got the head job at Bethel asked me if I would be his defensive coordinator and uh I, you know it gave me a little bit of confidence to do it just having spent time and really getting to talk ball and learn ball from Coach Monica. Now, I'm sure that had to – now you're still on the offensive side now, but I'm sure that's had to have an impact on you as an offensive coach having spent time as a defensive coordinator. It sure does. You just feel like you see the game different. You, you see the stressors um, of each scheme, and so it, it really impacts the way you think on offense. Intertwining some UNA talk, I know you're still learning the roster. we got guys coming in, but the, the tight end room here, we're obviously losing one of the all-time greats in Corson Swan, Big Daddy. What a career he had. Oh, yeah, good-looking guy. Yeah, I, I, I saw you in the weight room. Yeah. We were working out, and you said, man, you sure you don't have more eligibility? Uh, boy, man, he, he's, uh, if, if he doesn't make an NFL camp, man, they're missing out on one. We're big Corson Swan fans over here, but Caleb Heatherly was a young guy that, that emerged. There's some other young names in that room as well. What have you liked from what you've seen out of them so far? Uh, you know, again, it kind of parallels everybody, but they're, they're hungry. I think they they are they want to do what it takes to be successful, and so for me, it's exciting to get to coach those guys because you you know you've got guys that are, a group of guys that are bought in that are willing to pay the price to be great, and so it's fun just getting to show them what it takes you know what what it takes to be a winner, finishing, giving that little bit of extra effort. With a guy like Caleb Heatherly too, I mean it's hard. Tight end's a hard position for a freshman to come in and play immediately because you got to run routes, you got to block, your body's got to be ready physically. What does it say about a guy like him that he was ready on day one? Yeah, well, you know, I, I'll say, you know, just kind of get to know him and his demeanor. He is, you know, very hard nosed guy and uh, doesn't say a whole lot, but he lets his play and do the talk. And so he has that that attitude that we're looking for. He has that uh, that mentality that we're looking for. He's got a hard edge, and so. Uh, I'm excited to get to get to spend spring with him and really get to see the ins and outs of him. Without spoiling too much, what can you tell us about what tight ends will look like, sort of in this system? You know, very dynamic. Um, we're gonna, you know, I, I I say tight ends, but I encompass it as really three positions. You've got a flexed out tight end, which you see more and more in college football today. You've got an attached hand down tight end, and then you have that tight end that plays off the ball. And so, uh, we feel like we have a scheme where we can utilize all three. And so for us, it becomes a you know about hey finding out what each of their skill sets are and saying, hey, this guy may be more of an off-the-ball guy, this guy may be more of a flex guy, this may be he, – he's better with his hand down. So finding each of their um, strengths, you know, and, and playing to that. We're going to take a, a wide turn here, just hearing you talk about tight ends. Tight ends back in the day were, were strictly line of scrimmage, blocking, catching second. Then, then there went through a stretch where you didn't see tight ends hardly at all. Yep. And it feels like now we have the rebirth of the tight end, and it's kind of all three, like, like you're talking about. The evolution of the tight end has been pretty fascinating in it, football. It sure has, and I think you're seeing more tight end play because I think you're seeing more odd front uh, out of a lot of defenses. And I think that it, it presents matchups, uh, matchup uh, mismatches and – uh, stuff at times and so 
think that's why, that's why you're seeing them come back. All right, so let's circle back to your time at Arkansas Tech. Brent Deerman arrives. OC, you guys had a great run there. But what, what were your initial reactions when you started working with Coach Deerman? Um, you know, the, the first thing that I can remember really thinking about him is that this man was passionate was driven. And uh, you, I could tell just getting to know him, he was going places. And uh, he was a guy that was very sharp. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I just wanted to always be around him. I felt like I was always learning stuff from him just being around him, I would always pick up one little thing or this little thing, you know, the way that he did things and the way he saw things. And um, I don't know why I was just was always attached to him because I felt like I w he was always making me better. Um, and that's something that's always stayed with me. And I, and I still feel like that to this day, you know, even just hanging around him. I love, you know, just being around him, being around his, his lovely wife and kids. Um, makes me a better man, makes me a better person, makes me a better coach. And uh, that's all I wanted to ever do is just surround myself with people that make me better. Take us to the run you guys had at Bethel, I believe, in 2018. And, and every, coaching, every coach has that one magical year that they always kind of look back on. And you're going to have a lot of those at UNA, we know. But is that one of those years that just kind of sticks with you? It sure was, you know, because we, you know, we kind of took a job. And, of course, I was on defense. He was on offense. And, um, you know, you, 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 you know, you didn't know what the future holds, but you, we were going to just work hard and we were going to see, you know, what the Lord blessed us with in, in a lot of ways. And so, you know, we kind of, you know, started out that spring and we just decided, hey, we're going to figure out the guys that really love football and really want to be here. And those are the guys that we're going to go to battle with. And uh, we had a, a very physical, very intense spring. Um, and it kind of led in the summer and we really grew close as a team uh, and really as a coaching staff. And uh, when he got to the fall, you know, we played that first game, and I, I can remember Coach Dearman saying, "Hey, I, you know, regardless of what happens in this game, I want you guys to know that uh, this pro, you know, this program, this place is headed in the right direction, and uh, and I'm proud of you guys." And so I can remember that speech before the game, and uh, of course they were the number two team in the country. It was Reinhardt, and uh, we had a good day that day. Ended up beating them. So from Bethel, your coaching career takes you off field, an analyst, uh, Kansas and Florida Atlantic. Was it kind of hard to make that decision to go off field, or was it a no brainer? Hey, let me go to these big schools. Well, you know, I, I think anytime you get the chance to work for guys like Les Miles and Lance Leipold and you know Willie Taggart, I, you know, the, to me is no brainer. Just you know, there's uh, so many great football coaches, and it was a chance for me to still stay with Coach Deerman and still learn from some of the you know best to ever you know ever do what they've done, and so. Um, it was it was very enticing to me. Now the the downside of it, which is kind of, it's kind of changing now, is that you were very limited in your roles in coaching. Um, but I thought for a young coach um, who was you know hopefully get to make a lifelong career in this business, it uh, it was good to 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 really get to learn football from some of them. You just dropped some pretty big names for college football fans. What are some things that you've learned along the way that has stood out from some of those coaches that have impacted you? Yeah, yeah. I, I look back and I really look at the parallels in all three of them. All of them were about um, culture and about development of the whole student, you know, the student athlete, uh, and bringing a team together. You know, um, great great players can win you some games, but it takes a team to win a championship. And so those those were things that I really learned from them. Um, and so, um, you know, trying to trying to embody that and bring that here is something I want to do. It's been great having you guys here. It's been great chatting with you. Let's jump into some more stuff about you. As you settled in, you know, what have you learned about Florence, the Shoals area? And I know you'll still learn a lot, but especially, let me back up, recruiting. You're learning this area too. What's it like selling recruits on an area that you're still learning about? You know, I'll, I'll say this. I grew up in, uh, it's called the River Valley in Arkansas is the area, and it's right along the Arkansas River. And, uh, and I, you know, I came here and, you know, I passed through Florence recruiting before. But, uh, I mean, it's beautiful here, and it feels like home. 
I, you know, I was at Florida Atlantic and I, I feel like I traded palm trees for pine trees and oak trees. And that, that feels like home to me. And I, you know, it's not the Arkansas river, but it's the Tennessee river and it's probably a little bit prettier. And, uh, so, um, it feels like home to me. So I, you know, when I tell everybody that, you know, Hey, this is, you know, it feels like home to me. Florence is one of the most beautiful places I've ever been. Uh, it's an easy sell for me. You know, recruiting is very easy here. So off the field, what are things you like to do? Oh man, I'm a big outdoors guy. Um, Perfect um, area for yeah. you. Oh yeah, hunting, fishing, hiking, canoeing, everything. You know, when I when I was growing up, that's what I wanted to do. You know, I was always outside. Um, and I was blessed to be in an area where you you had everything to do. And, you know, this is the perfect place for that. If you love being outside, if, you know, if you love the outdoors, you know, Florence, you know, Alabama has everything that you could ever want. This is a great place to really start a family, to raise kids because there's so much to do. And tell us a little bit about your family. So, you know, I'm in my second year of marriage. And, uh, she, you know, she's a saint. I tell everybody there's a special place in heaven for all coaches' wives. Right. She is, uh, she is from – we're from the same hometown, uh, and she's a physical therapist. And so, uh, she, you know, I can't believe some days that she puts up with me in my profession, but uh, she's, you know, the best thing that's ever happened to me. We certainly can't wait to get her here. All right, let's talk a little bit about this offseason. We've talked about the weight room and the mat room, but the stages of the offseason. Obviously, it's conditioning now. Spring ball will, will start up. How important is sort of this stretch as we get ready for spring ball? It's it's uh, very crucial because, it, you know, again, we're, you know, we're a new staff. Um, we're really focusing on bringing these guys together as a team, really aligning the vision and the mission, uh, bringing this team together and then getting them in shape for, for a little bit of football down the road. And so um, really getting to know these guys and know them as people, know them as students, know them as football players, um, it, it, you know, it sets the foundation for everything we're trying to do. Spring training will roll around, and you guys will be seeing players on the field for the first time. There will be some great competitions as well. I mean, how eager are you guys to see these guys in pads? Oh, very eager. You know, and for a group of guys that have kind of worked together as coaches, we kind of got that, hey, you know, can't wait, you know, to get our guys where we feel like we're just as competitive. And so it's going to be a fun spring. And then obviously getting to, you know, get out there and let the guys play ball a little bit and help them grow in their skill set and, I think there's always going to be a couple surprises, so I can't, you know, can't wait to see who it is. I know some things you want to keep close to the vest. You've teased us a little bit about tough tempo finishing, but this offense, can you tell us a little bit about what it might look like? Oh, yeah. You know, that two-back run play action. We're going to mix in some RPOs. We're going to go fast. Uh, we're going to have a little bit of misdirection. We're going to give some funky formations. Um, um, but we want to be explosive. You know, I think that's the thing sometimes it gets overlooked, but we want to be explosive. And, uh, and so, you know, I think that really embodies us. All right, so from what you like to do off the field to your family, now to your rooting interest. We, we all grow up rooting for people. I'm a diehard Atlanta Braves fan, pull for the Denver Broncos. we got a lot of Chiefs fans in the building now. But who are the people, programs, teams you rooted for growing up? Yeah, well, you know, in, in the state of Arkansas, there are no professional teams. And so I grew up a Cowboys fan, and it's very controversial, I think, in my family. But, uh, you know, when I was a kid, it was, you know, Troy Aikman. Emmett Smith, Michael Irvin, you know, those teams were, were really special. And uh, so getting to watch them as a kid, it really helped, you know, foster my love for football. And then uh, I tell everybody if I wasn't a football coach, there's a good chance that I'd be the third base coach at Saint, for the St. Louis Cardinals. I, uh, we're diehard Cardinals fans and actually got engaged uh, at Bush Stadium in wow. St. Louis. And so uh, love getting to follow them and uh, – uh, try to make it up there once or twice a year to watch a series. As a Braves fan, I have a lot of respect for the Cardinals, but obviously they have dealt me a great 
a lot of grief over the years in some great postseason matchups. Mm, they sure have that. I'll say this. The greatest thing the Braves ever did was give Adam Wainwright to the St. Louis Cardinals. <laughs> they haunted us forever. Now, your, your Cowboys fandom, Jerry Jones being from Arkansas, does that drive a lot of people from Arkansas it to sure the does. Cowboys? Yes, yes, sir. It sure does. That's a, That was part of the – you know, where the fan base comes from. And I tell everybody it wasn't a, a family gathering on a holiday without the Cowboys game being on. Now, as, as you guys have coaches have learned about one another, what all have you learned about other rooting interests? Do we have some rivalries being oh. born on the coaching staff? Oh, yeah, definitely, definitely. You know, the the other night the Cowboys played in the playoffs and uh, it was everybody versus me. And oh, so gosh. I tell everybody we went to uh, – we went to a, to a restaurant and got some dinner, and I told everybody they were all invited to the Cowboys watch party, and they, they all showed up for the other reason, to watch them lose. And so they were giving it to me pretty hard. And uh, uh, But it's fun. It's really fun just to be around a, a young group, you know, young staff, young group of guys who have, you know, similar interests. Um, when October rolls around and those Cardinals are in postseason, it'll get going again against the Braves, I'm we, sure. We love some postseason baseball around here. Brian Neese, who does broadcasting with me, we're both diehard Braves fans, so I'm sure we'll have some – maybe we'll make a Braves-Cardinals game go, going one way or another. But please tell me, you mentioned funky formations earlier. The Cowboys had one funky formation there at the end of that game. Ours will be a little better than that, though, yes, right? Yes, yes, it definitely will be. I know you guys are putting the finishing touches on a recruiting class. We'll talk about that some as well. There's been renovations happening in the hallways downstairs. I mean, it's a super exciting time to be here at UNA right now. It sure is. We are truly building a program, and uh, it's exciting to, to be and work with an administration and a staff and a support staff that really care so much about UNA and care about these student-athletes. Um, it's, it's special. It's really special. Very special indeed. Coach Weavers, thank you so much for chatting with thank us. Thank you so much for having me. I'm blessed to be here. Can't wait.